the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rio Immerman and I'm eight years old. So coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Stephen Hobbs. He's a photographer and an artist. So listen, kids, don't go away. We have a very interesting show today. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a haiku riddle to challenge your brain. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this kid's show. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you just want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and it's charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061-895-1019. And please don't forget your sign, to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very interesting show on High Kids today. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rio Emmerman and I'm eight years old. Good afternoon, Stephen. Hi, Rio. How are you? Good, and you? Good, thanks. Let's start with a question. Did you study art or photography or both? I studied both. Is photography art? I think photography is a wonderful art form and certainly for me I consider it to be art. Are there different types of photography or only different styles and subjects to shoot? Well, there's lots of different genres of photography. So there could be wildlife photography or architecture photography or photographers who uh, photograph plays and so forth. And then there's different mediums of photography. So these days, l- fewer and fewer photographers work with film and really everyone's working with digital or with their phones. So photography has become quite varied these days. What's varied mean? Different different approaches to making pictures or taking photographs. So different tools, different types of cameras, and different mediums, whether it's film or it could be digital. Okay, that sounds cool. Are there different types? Oh, sorry. Um, do you enjoy shooting people or buildings more? I found shooting people to be really bad for business. So... I prefer to take photographs of them. I'm just teasing. No, I like shooting if with the permission of someone. If they say it's okay for me to take a photograph of them, then then I enjoy it. But to be perfectly honest, my major passion is photographing buildings. Why? Because buildings are all around us and I love the way I love architecture and I love the way buildings get built and I love going inside building and buildings and getting different perspectives and views of landscapes. And looking at it. Yeah, exactly. So photography is, is a way of seeing, and especially when you, say, climb a really tall building like the Carlton Center and you go to the top and you can see a 360-degree view of Johannesburg. Wow. You often want to take pictures of that to show people things that they may not know are visible from so high up. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. No, you could go that high up. Well, the Carlton Center's about 50, 50 stories high, so it's pretty high. I didn't know there was buildings that high, but okay. What is your dream job? I think in some ways I'm actually living my dream job because as an artist I get to 
be out in the in the field in the landscape using photography using film using sculpture working with other artists to create special things and you like that well i love it because it's really interactive so i get to do my and own creative. thing yeah very creative so i i have it's it's a very so i'm not just in my studio i'm also like i was saying i could be up a tall building with another artist documenting something cool so I get to go out and travel and make things. It's it's exciting. That sounds really cool. <laughs> what did you want to be when you were growing up? Hmm. You know, I didn't really... I don't think I had a choice, really. I was born into a family of artists. When I was three years old, I was making pottery in my mum's pottery studio. So it's not like anybody forced me to be an artist, but my dad was a painter. Can my mum. property? Hey? I make pottery. Isn't pottery cool? Mm-hmm. You know Julian, my son. He yeah. makes pottery too. So I always was surrounded by art. My uncle is a sculptor. My late grandmother was a sculptor. Sounds like you have a lot of artists in your family. Yeah. And they, is there they anyone inv- who isn't an artist in your family? I suppose my brother wouldn't describe himself as an artist, but he's a highly creative thinker, writer, and, uh, and, and creative person he? in his job. What is he? He's an information architect. So that's kind of art. Well, yeah, he designs the way people experience technology and information. So that's kind of creative. It's super creative. No, you're right. It's very creative. So it's like a coder. Or is it not exactly? He works with coders. He works with designers. But he really creates the experience that you have when you're online. So he suggests how you navigate um, something on the internet. So it's suggestions. Well, it's a bit like coming into this building, right? There's a particular way of entering. There's a particular way of exiting. There are floors we have to so get how to. You see it. It's how you see it, how you experience it, how you use it. Yeah. So it's kind of art. Pretty much. How many cameras do you own? Oh, I've, I suppose at the moment I have about four or five, but I only really use. I also count my iPhone, I have to be honest. So I use about three. Beg your pardon? You can. An iPhone counts. I think it it does. It's definitely an important tool to then help me understand what I want to go and shoot with my bigger cameras, you know? Yeah. How many big cameras do you have? You said four or five. Well. Or is it just that amount of. My big baby is my Nikon. That's my, my Nikon D600. I used to shoot with a Hasselblad, which is a different kind of film to the to the to the Nikon. Uh, I've got Canon cameras. I've got a whole range of different cameras. Okay. But it's not the size that counts. I think actually, I think it's the quality of the shot. Do you have any pets? Yeah, we've got lots at home. I wouldn't say they were mine. We've got a pug. I know you guys love pugs. Well, Hugo loves pugs. I also love pugs, but not as much as Harley. <laughs> and we've got another little sort of sausage dog thing, which is more like a pavement special. He's a rescue, just like our puggy. Then we've got two rats. One of them is very sick at the moment. We've got goldfish. Shame. That's it. Poor rat. Ruby, Ruby wanted rats. Oh. So, so we got rats for Ruby. So it's her rats. They're her rats, except we tend to be the ones that give them the most love. Ruby <laughs> just wants stuff, and then we have to feed them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like photographing them? 
Funny enough, I've ne- I don't I haven't photographed our animals for a long time. You should do that. I should photograph from a from a like a dog's perspective. Imagine photographing from a fish's perspective. Like what? How would I that photograph would a fish or what a fish sees? A, l- a little camera on its head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'd try to get a really <laughs> small a one. camera. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, and something and to help. It to its head. Totally, and, and something to help it float, it. otherwise it would just be too heavy and sink. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to have a snorkel for the camera as well. <laughs> Your wife is an artist. Have you ever collaborated on an art piece? Bronwyn and I, of course our greatest collaboration would be Ruby and Julian, who you know very well. Yeah. Um, we don't collaborate so much, actually. In fact, because Bonnie, I think you've seen some of her paintings, and I don't really paint so much. So she does a lot of painting, and I, of course, make a lot of sculpture and photography. But I think we're going to be collaborating more and more in the future. Okay. I'd like to see your pieces. I promise to show you. Okay. What is your favorite time of day and why? My favorite time of day... Is at around 5.30 in the morning. Why? Because I get up and I hate it. But once I'm up, I make myself a cup of tea. And then I do my stretching and my yoga every single morning. And it's the best time for me to think. Okay, you get up at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, around 5.30. Why? Because it takes about an hour to stretch and all of that stuff. And then I get in the shower and I get ready. I do it every day just because I'm always sore. Okay. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you? Never. I've never been embarrassed. No one has ever embarrassed me. They're too too scared. Can you just try? Can you just try? I can't think of... Plenty of embarrassing things have happened to me, but I can't think of anything right now. I'm sure you've seen me embarrass myself. Shall we get back to that one? Yeah, let's get back to that one. I'm sure if your dad was here, he would say plenty of things to embarrass (laughs) me. (laughs) Tell us about the Trinity Session. So the Trinity Session is the name of my company, and we started it in 2001. Uh, Three artists came together, myself and Marcus and Catherine, and we created an artist group. And this was a way that we could help each other, um, help help each other to make some money, and a way of consulting. So as a group, we could go places and say to people, we are an organized group of people and we can provide services like paint your building or build a sculpture for you or pave something or mosaic something. Oh, okay. How long has it been going on for? So we're into our 17th year now, and I think it could continue to carry on for a long time. Should we get back to that question? How yeah, when you're ready. embarrassing happened to you? <laughs> I don't know anything. How do you thought you yeah, tell me when you thought of it. I'm going to try. I can't think of anything. You've struck me on that one. Let's take a quick song break and we'll be right You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Rio Emmerman and I'm eight years old. So, Stephen, can you please tell us a bit about Moana? So, well, look, what I want to tell you actually involves you. So the artist who does the voiceover of the turtle in Moana, who protects all the jewellery, 
His voice is the same voice that does the crazy parrot in Rio. Really? Listen carefully. And he acts in the Muppet Show with Tina Fey. Now that's it. That's all I've got to give you. That's, I'm making some serious connections here. So you know a lot about Moana. Well, you know, I love voice artists. I, I think so voice... So you know a lot about voice artists. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Both Ruby and Julian love Moana, so I must have watched, watched it at least, I don't know, 15 times. And I love listening to voices. Voices are like a, a really... Sound is a very important part of, a, of the making of a film. In fact, it's the most important part. I did not know that. <laughs> Before we carry on with our interview, I'm going to remind you that the tongue twister is a skunk sat on a stump. And I have a hybrid riddle to challenge your brain. I tear down mountains or build them up. I can blind a man or enable him to see. What am I? And you can send your answers to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. I have Stephen Hobbs in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019 or call 010-140-3020. Now let's carry on with our questions with Stephen. Do you travel, do you travel a lot for work? I do. I travel quite a lot. I travel around the country. You told us earlier about that. I beg your pardon? You told us earlier about that. Yeah, I do a lot of travel around the country, and I've been very fortunate to travel to America and throughout Africa and Europe and so forth. So the whole country? Well, I've been to Senegal a lot, and I've been to Mali, and I've been to Zimbabwe and Mozambique a lot, and I've been to Botswana, and I've been to Tanzania, to Dar es Salaam. I've been to some places. Cameroon, quite a lot too. I don't know where anything is. <laughs> some, if you tell me, you tell me some some things. You tell me places. I won't even know what they are. And the next time, the next them. time we hang out together, we can look at uh, we can look at um, Google Earth, and I can show you where some of those countries are in Africa. Okay. What is the best country you've been in? You've been to, and why? I think um, the city would be Havana, and the country would be Cuba, and it's one of the most um, memorable um, places I've ever been to. Why? Because it feels a bit like ruins you experience in Italy, or you might find in Spain, or you might find in other parts of the world. So it feels very old and ancient. And a little bit stuck in time because of its politics. But it's also a place full of so much life and culture and energy and music that it makes, makes you feel very alive. And it's in the Caribbean. So it's very warm and it's very inviting. It's a very special place. So that's how you want to describe it? Definitely. I suppose – but I'm actually being untrue to myself because the greatest place in the world would be Italy, I suppose. That's just lovely. Have you been there? I've been to quite a few places in Italy. Bronwyn and I had our honeymoon in Italy. We were in Rome and Siena and Florence and places like that. Beautiful, beautiful towns. That sounds beautiful. Super beautiful. What is your favorite part about your job? My favorite part of my job is 
learning how to use my imagination. So I have an imagination, but because I have so many challenges in making projects, I have to really think hard about new ideas and things. And so I don't take my imagination for granted. I really work at trying to imagine even better things. I like to keep my imagination. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a powerful tool. What is the worst part about your job? The worst part of my job is setting up expectations for people and not being able to deliver them. I think that's a tough thing because many artists have expectations and it's hard. And uh, it's tough being an artist because it's hard to make a living from your art. So it's always tough when people think the project will get bigger and bigger and sometimes it just can't because the money runs out or no one really believes in it. So it's it's tough to be an artist. That sounds tough. I think your mum can tell you about it. She's an artist. A musical theatre artist. Absolutely. And she'll tell you just how tough it is. <laughs> if you could have a dinner party and invite anyone, real or fictional, past or present, or even future, who would it be and why? I think I'd have to invite Michelangelo because he spent four years on his back painting the Sistine Chapel. want to work out how well stretching and yoga worked for him. Then I think I'd have to invite... <clears throat> I would love David Bowie to come to dinner. I mean, I think he was the most inspirational pop artist ever. And he was also so influenced by art. So he's, he influenced a lot of people. I would love to have dinner with David Bowie. Can you think of one future? In the future? Yeah. Or even a made-up one. I would like to have dinner with my children way into the future when I'm long gone. <laughs> I would love to know when I'm when I'm too old and they're older and I have to pass on. I would love to be able to have dinner with them when them when they've achieved all the things in their life. That so could you, be interesting. So you come like a ghost and you're like, hi, I'm just for a dinner party. Yeah, exactly. I'll just rock up. I'll say, mm, uh, no, I'm coming unannounced. I, it wasn't part of the plan. I've come from somewhere, <laughs> and I'm just fascinated by what you guys are up to. So uh, bring me up to speed. <laughs> You also ran a gallery at the Market Theatre. Was that your first job? Yeah, that's, a, that's right. When I finished my degree at WITS, my first job in 1994 was the market, running the Market Theatre Gallery. So, my mom was right, I think. Yeah, well, she should she be, because she's known me for quite a long time. I'd be upset if she didn't know. Well, you know, we've got a connection to the Market Theatre. I'm sure your mum's performed there. I'm not sure. No, we need to check. What is, what is like, what is like to curate other people's art? I don't understand that question. Well, I'll, I'll explain it for you. You know, sometimes when you have to tidy up your room, right? Yeah. And you've got your favorite toys and your not so favorite toys. And sometimes you feel on a particular day like rearranging your toys so that when someone comes into the room, they see one character first or they see one toy or one fluffy thing or something. (laughs) And you're just designing it for an audience, right? You're like laying it out for your best friend to come out and go, what do you think of my room? I've, I've set it out differently. 
So in a way, the word curating is doing that. It's taking objects or paintings or sculptures or whatever and placing them in the gallery in a way for an audience to see things the way that you want them to see something. That's curating. So do photographers do that or artists or both? Normally, <clears throat> normally an artist is curated by a curator. So if you walk into an exhibition and you'll find there's five different artists' artworks that's hanging on. That's a lot of curates. Well, precisely. That means a curator, someone in charge, <laughs> chose those five artists and then decided how those artworks would appear on the walls of the gallery. So that's someone who has to be creative as well. Yeah, a bit like the point about rearranging your room. They want a, a good curator tells a story using other artists' work. But like a director of a play, maybe, or the director and the writer Except of the with play. Art. Except with art, yeah. Yeah. Who is your favorite photographer? Apart from you. My favorite South African photographer is a, uh, 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 a photographer who passed away a long time ago. His name is Ernest Cole. And he, as a young man, in the 70s, photographed some of the most amazing pictures of the townships. And I, I think like he, to see them one day. Yeah, and I think he was probably one of South Africa's great unsung photographic heroes. What does that mean, unsung? It means that he didn't achieve greatness while he was alive. But it then means, later. I mean, later he, he became famous and understood for what he did. Who is your favorite artist? Oh, it's a tough one. I'll tell you one of my favorites. In fact, he was, he taught my father. His name was Peter Blake. He was a British pop artist and he designed the front cover of the Beatles' famous album, um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. So when you get home today, you want your mum or dad to show you the cover of that album because it's kind of like a grand theater set. Also with kind of like collage. It's very clever. Sounds amazing. Oh, it is cool. I think you'll dig it. You'll want to build something like that. You'll want to like make little puppets and collage faces on. And so that when I see something really cool, I'm like, I want to build that. Yeah, exactly. You want to build that. Do you work alone? I... <clears throat> um, I, at the moment, I'm not working alone at all. I work, I'm working with really a lot of people in different places around Johannesburg. So quite a few hundred people actually I'm working with. But I also like to work alone because it's very important for my art that I have quiet and peace and I can work things out on my own terms. So I'm, I'm not lonely. That sounds important. Yeah, it's super important because that's how you concentrate and you, you think about what you're doing without any interruptions. Do you often do you often speak in public? I speak in public quite a lot. It's a part of my job. In fact, when I worked at the Market Theatre, I was there running the gallery for over six and a half years, nearly seven years. Wow. And every month, I opened an exhibition or two. And so I was I had to learn to become a public speaker, whether I liked it or not. Did you like it or not? Initially, I was very nervous. And then I realized that speaking in public is is something you can either do or you can't. And language, you know, being able to talk like what you're doing on the radio now, you've got your own show. So and your the tools you're working with is your voice. 
Are you communicating? Do you enjoy it? I must be honest with you, I love it. If you give me an opportunity to speak publicly, I will take full advantage of it. <laughs> and I often don't know when to stop, which could be an embarrassing moment to think about. <laughs> Are we getting back to that question? I still now? can't. I've never embarrassed myself publicly. I'm, I'm an image of perfection. I can't <laughs> imagine ever having done anything silly. <laughs> What are your working hours? <coughs> I have um, strange working hours, but uh, generally from about 8 o'clock in the morning once I've dropped off Ruby and Julian at school. Yeah. And then I kind of stop around 6, 7, and then I usually work for a couple more hours after they've gone to bed. You recently have an art expedition at David Crack Gallery. Tell us what medium do you did you do you use and what inspired this expedition so David Crook um, uh, specializes in printmaking and, and making artwork on paper so my last exhibition involved a lot of prints where I made pictures on a plate and then we put it in a printing press and then it prints onto the paper so a lot of my exhibition pieces were, were prints but I also had photographic works and a whole range of other things. Do you do you miss your art once it has been sold? There are some things I don't I don't sell because I just couldn't bear living without them yeah. or or knowing that they were gone. But uh, no, the idea is to make it and sell it um, because I've got to feed my fat face. <laughs> <laughs> Forget my children or my wife. I just got to feed my fat face. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite photograph you have ever taken and why? So I think my favorite photograph is a picture. I took it in Auckland Park, uh, kind of Mill Park actually. And it's an image of a concrete building reflected in a glass building. So it looks like... The concrete building is melting in the glass. That sounds really, really cool. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it w I made a lot of photographs like that, but that one I think was my best. I want to see it. You can, I will show it to you. What is your favorite art piece you have created and why? So, I don't know if it, well, it's definitely the one. Mm, let's think. There's two. Can I can I give you two examples? Yes. yes okay. Yes. So, the one is I took a film camera and I made a parachute out of a plastic packet and a coat hanger and string. Wow. And I dropped the camera down Ponty City, the big skyscraper building in Hillbrow. So you took pictures. Of, you put. You went on a computer and you took pictures in the sky. No. I went or to the top of the building and I dropped the camera down the middle of the building mm, and I got the film afterwards and I made a film of what it looked like as the parachute and the camera flew down. So that's the one artwork. It's Did a bit the camera break? It didn't. I put tape all around it so that it wouldn't crack or anything. It's a good question. And then the other one, this is where you're going to think I'm really a bit crazy, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You can You can tell me the truth. The first... Artwork I ever artwork I ever sold was a block of ice. Now you sound crazy. <laughs> I sold 
of my final year exhibition at Wits. I put two pieces, big blocks of ice on steel plates. And a collector saw this and thought this was cool. And I sold the block of ice for 300 rand in 1993. That sounds weird. What you want to do is learn how to do that, young lady. (laughs) You want to learn how to sell ice for more than it really is worth. (laughs) (laughs) And then what happened? Did it melt? Yeah, I mean, the guy's crazy. He, he's got his own box and he, and he makes the ice block every day and he puts it on the metal plate and he, he loves the sculpture. He's been doing it for a long so time. It's just basically two big blocks of ice on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Are we getting back to that question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. It depends. It depends. You know, the so. thing is, artists spend a lot of time having to defend their art because people think they're crazy for doing it in the first case. So you could say, every living moment of my life has been embarrassing. <laughs> okay. We finally covered that? Yeah, I think so. Thank you for coming on Hi Kids and teaching us more about art and photography. This has been Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Rio Immerman and I'm eight years old. Thank you to my guest, Stephen, for coming on Hi Kids, and thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show. Goodbye, kids.